0: Got time for a quick story. Imagine you were a songwriter. And you wrote a whole lot of songs throughout your life. You're part of a band, and some of those songs become really well-known. Your band achieves fame, in part, because of that music. And eventually, you decide to do your own project. You come up with an album. And then, due to circumstances beyond your control you can't release it. It's no fault of your own. It's how the world's working. Yet you find a few other songs that didn't make the final track listing. And knowing that many times when artists release an album, the songs that didn't quite make the cut, there's a reason why, for whatever reason that may be. But you listen to these extra songs that aren't on the main album project that you're working on, and you say, well, well could, could could I release these? Go to the record label and... They go, yeah, do that. And you do. It's good music. And that's, by my understanding, that's exactly what happened to Andrew Ferris. Andrew Ferris, one of the chief songwriters in NXS. If you've heard an NXS hit, he had a hand in it. Like he, well, not just a hand in it, wrote significant parts of those hits that you know so well. Well, he has... His first EP out. It's going to have a solo album coming out, and it is coming. But in the meantime, there's an EP. Love makes the world. It's out as of October of 2020. And we were talking in this episode with Andrew Ferris. Now, uh, listening to some of the interviews you've been you've been doing and reading some of them, my understanding is that this this collection came about of I mean, in part because of the pandemic, but that these are the songs essentially that, what, kind of didn't make the cut for your planned first album? Am I reading that correctly? Well,
1: yes and no. Um, They didn't suit uh, these songs on my EP, uh, which is, sorry, my EP is called Love Makes a World. But my LP, which is self-titled, which is Andrew Farris, had released two singles already uh, back in the early part of 2020. Uh, come Midnight and Good Mama Bad. And then the world went nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I thought about that for a while. And the record company, uh, both uh, for the rest of the world and BBR out of Nashville, said, hey, Andrew, you can keep releasing music if you like, but uh world's well, gone nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone's gone home, including the record companies. Everyone's self-isolating and all that stuff. And so I thought about it, and I thought, well, yeah, they're right. You know, the words of wisdom. So, and then I thought, well, I had some other songs, uh, which I'd recorded, luckily, and I was happy with the songs. They just didn't suit my LP. But the lyrics of these songs were more about uh, human relationships, um, perhaps more intimate sort of songs. And then I recognise that that is what we're going through right now. What the world is going through is exactly that. And so I, I went back to the record company and I said, "Look, I got these songs. Would you be interested if I put out an EP?" And that's why we're talking about
0: The thing that I find interesting in my other artist interviews over the past few months—in fact, I was literally this. What I'm about to ask is literally the same thing. I was—I was—I mentioned to uh, somebody else. I can't remember which artist it was, but it was just the other day. I said. There seems to be a wave of songs that are being released now that were written pre-pandemic, pre... Now that we use 2020 as like a verb, but in terms of all everything that's happening in the world that weren't written with a mind towards that, but all of a sudden seems so appropriate now, almost as if there was like this anticipation of... Without an, an unwitting anticipation for what they would... What they would mean? did you did, you were alluding to that in, in the last answer, did that I mean, did that ever kind of strike you as, oh my gosh, I have these songs like how did it's like almost how did I know I was writing for something that would that would mean more today than you would have anticipated it back in like 2019, et cetera?
1: Right. well, that's that's a really good point. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me because also, if you go back and look at a lot of songs that are coming out in the last couple of years. You know, it's all party time, and people keep talking about alcohol and all this sort of stuff. But that's not reality. That's not what's happening right now. It's not party time. And we're, we're close to family and friends, and we have to work out how to get ourselves out of the, the hole we're in and around the world, you know, and work it out. And that's for everybody to do, you know, sober. That's not a, about being out of it or whatever And to me, one of the things that struck me about what we're going through right now is I keep hearing these people talking about party time, but I don't get it. You know, it's not party time. And the only thing that's going to get us out of all of this is to work together around the world to find a solution, and we're going to then... It, then it's
0: party time, right? <laughs> we actually can party. We don't have to deal with pandemics breaking out already. We got a big uh, here in Wisconsin. Actually, we're having a a, a big COVID nineteen outbreak happening in in my state for the first time, really, with everything that's gone around around America. Wisconsin, thankfully, not my part is necessarily the strongest hit, but it's so close right now. It's throughout the state. We're feeling it right now, and there's that sense of wow. yeah, you yeah. can't really party. You got to. We, we gotta we gotta lock this down at this point. We gotta be as safe as possible. So yeah, the, the whole note and there's that tension too that we feel around here because there are a lot of a lot of folks. It's in, it's inherent human nature is you want to do that, but you can't really fully go in because there's so much else going on.
1: Exactly. Uh, I mean, the tracks on my EP uh, called "Love Makes the World" is the EP title, and. The songs I've got on my EP are Tears in the Rain, which is about nature, the environment. Uh, my brother talks about loss of a male figure in your life. Uh, Love Makes the World, which is, of course, the title of my EP. It's about the cycle of life. Mm-hmm. You know, the cycle of life is we're all, we all come into the world as human beings, and we need someone to help us through life, whether it's your mom, your dad, family, whatever, somebody. And if you live long enough, doesn't matter whether you're Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Wonder Woman or whatever it is, at the end of your life, you need someone to help you then too. And that's what that song's about. All the Stars of Mine is more about an international perspective, about embracing and recognizing that we're all the same, but we're also different culturally, which is a beautiful part of the world. You know, um, different points in my life, uh, I lived in, in a foreign country. I uh, know to you guys, we all have foreign accents. <laughs> my wife's from America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's from Dayton, Ohio. And uh, But at one point in my life, uh, I lived in the UK, which is the other side of the world from Australia. And uh, two of my three kids are born there. And when you have children that have grown up in a foreign country, it makes you recognize how fortunate you are. To be in your own country, you recognize your own politics, your own community, your own culture, your own food, and you reflect on what you saw in another culture, you know, another country. Uh, with my band in excess that I worked in and wrote songs for for many years, performed and, and played live with, we worked in 52 countries, you know. Um, the last song on my EP is called First Man on Earth, and that song is about us as biological human beings, <laughs> and the increasing obsession we all have with technology.
0: What made you want to record this overall project? I'm going to call the whole project, including the EP, the, up, the, the upcoming LP, the whole thing. What made you go, I want to do a, a sit-down, record, collaborate, and do my own project and, and under my own name?
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've got like five minutes. Talk about
0: this, right? <laughs> go, go ahead. Ta- t- explain. Go ahead and explain away.
1: Okay, I'm going to do my best now. You to bear with me, okay? Sure. And my wife keeps kicking my back, kicking my ass, saying, "Andrew, keep it brief. Make sure you know what you're talking about." <laughs> but, right? Yeah. Look, I've always been a songwriter. I've always been a songwriter. I always will be. I like telling stories, most true stories, mm-hmm. and I love. I love songwriting, both by myself and with other people. It's all about me. Someone said to me the other day, "Why don't you write songs more about uh, by yourself?" And I said, "Well, that's boring." <laughs> right there, you know. I like writing with other writers. You know, I learn something every time, girls and guys. You know, every time I write with another more experienced writer than me or a less experienced writer than me, I always learn something about myself. About songwriting. But how did I end up doing this and what I'm doing? Good question. I felt, some time ago, I've always been a songwriter, obviously, but my wife's from Dayton and Ohio, and we used to travel across Nashville, which is only five, five and a half hours drive, which in Aussie terms, not far at all, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To drive anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't live in a big city. I don't live in the suburbs. I live in the outback, as you guys call it. Uh, And I've owned a big farm for many years. And I get my hands dirty and I wash them again. Mm. But when it came to being me, I started thinking more about it. I thought, well, I still have songs to write. But when I went to Nashville with my wife, Marlena, and then we thought, well, let's do something different we'll have a little holiday. We'll go down south and we'll ride horses. So we got involved in like a dude ranch thing. I thought it was going to be like, you know, a swimming pool with chicks and bikinis and tequila shots. Or whatever. <laughs> oh no, that wasn't what it was. It was like you get your butt out of bed and you ride a horse from six o'clock in the morning all day uh, until you're, you know, tired. But the point was where we went was along the Mexican border where the Chiricahua Mountains are right in the corner of Arizona and New Mexico. And I rode around there with my wife, Marlena, and an old Wrangler guy called Craig Lawson his wife, Tam. God bless him. But Craig passed away not that long ago. Mm. But we rode all through the National Monument areas down there. And I got a first-hand education on the back of a horse about where Geronimo surrendered, about the Mexicans, the Mexican Army, U.S. Cavalry, the Apache Indians, where Geronimo surrendered, up with the Stronghold, Tombstone, The Cowboys, the whole thing. And suddenly I went, this is not a Hollywood film. This is not a fantasy. I get it because of the, my background in the country, in Australia, I understand. You know, life can be tough and gritty and real and hard, not easy out here for these people. And the culture of the people really impressed me. And it got in me, and it affected me emotionally. So when I went back to Nashville, I recognized my career from an excess as a pop, rock, funk, writer, whatever. When I got back into the country music community back there, I went like, and they were like, hey, Andrew, what do you want to write about, man? I'm like, you really want to know? (laughs) I'm like, I'd like to write about the Old West. And they're like, are you like their dude? Hey, that, that's been, that been, that what stuff's in the past, you know? I'm like, no, no, that's not the way I, I feel it right now. I feel that the world is not like that right now. I feel like the world is actually about culture again. Uh, we are coming back into a really important part of our world where we embrace culture, olden instruments not just technology we're not we're not slaves to technology we we absorb older culture older instruments older people's wisdom and this is what we're into
0: i noticed listening through the ep i listened through it a few times and the obviously there's because you are you there there's going to be a, a music i musical thread back to the music of in excess but i hear that i'm like okay yep this it's it's not just like you can't like put a, a particular label on it but you go okay yeah i hear that thread but you being the songwriter how would you describe your thread of songwriting Throughout your entire career for any project and up through this one, what is the similarity? What are your your particular points that you always follow when you write a song, all the way going back to the big NXS hits, right through this and everything else?
1: Wow. (laughs) That's a huge question. Um, But I've got to say, probably just keep it real. Um, Be true to who you are as a songwriter. And the one thing, someone asked me for advice the other day. I remember my dad always said, when you're giving advice, keep it short, keep it brief. Mm. So I'd say, as a songwriter, be careful of trains. Because if you follow a train, the train's already left the station. So when the train's left the station, what do you do? You be yourself, be true to who you are. And when the next train comes along, make sure you're at the front of the train. That's
0: my advice. Hmm. You work with some really talented musicians, and a lot of them have in excess ties, but but not but to varying degrees. But you know, like John Stevens and Kieran Gribben and Susan Amarkey. How did you choose the? Was it that your familiarity with them? How did you choose your collaborators on this project?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, Over a lot of years, I've worked with some incredibly talented people, obviously including Michael Hutchins from NXS. We probably wrote over 350 songs together in the years we knew each other. But since Michael's passing in 1997, I've worked a lot on my own, and I used to work a lot on my own too during the NXS years. But my main thing was I, I was a lyricist, but also a musician. Um, I played various kinds of instruments. But Michael was never formally trained as a musician. He didn't play instruments. His instrument was his voice. And he's a great lyricist and someone who I respected enormously as a friend and a lyricist and a great singer, amazing singer. But with the people I've chosen to work with in the years now I'm doing my solo thing, More. I work with a hugely different group of people, uh, both uh, younger and older, some very well known and some not so well known, and girls and guys. And I deliberately open my mind to people because one of the most exciting things about songwriting is you're never too old to learn anything. I am continually amazed about what it is I don't understand. (laughs) So every time I work with somebody, I don't consider it a competition. I just say, well, I'm learning from you, and thank God I am. Because every time I do this, I get stronger as a songwriter. And that's one of the most amazing things about songwriting. Um, You know, I I feel really blessed to do what I do, and I'm glad that anyone likes my music and my songs, and thank you for talking to me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Last question for you before I let you go. What is... Is there a ballpark estimate on when the full album is going to arrive? Is it still kind of based on how the world is going and how the health situation is going? What is that looking like right now?
1: Yeah, you know what? (laughs) Who knows? I don't know, to be honest with you, uh, what is in store for us all health-wise. I hope everybody listening to me right now, I hope your friends and your families are all well. And thank you for talking to me and i i, I my own family and friends are well too mm. um, but we 're all going through something extraordinary together. But all I can say is is that when this pandemic hopefully comes to some sort of conclusion, we can all go back to uh what we were doing before. I would love to come and play my music to you wherever you are and uh thank you for listening to me my name 's Andrew Ferris. And you're on Radio Greatest. It's 98.1 all Claire. And uh, thank you so much for talking to me.
0: Well, that was a fun interview there with Andrew Ferris. His EP, once again, Love Makes the World, recently released five tracks on that. Make sure you listen to it. You can download it from a lot of the usual streaming Locations, as I mentioned, i had been listening to it. Uh, I, I use Spotify. You can use uh, whatever streaming device you have per, or streaming service you have, presuming that uh, yours has access. And it almost certainly does has access to "Love Makes the World" by Andrew Ferris. It's a really well crafted. Uh, EP. Uh, the musicianship on it is really is really good. The really the the lyrics are really good. The quality is really good. So definitely listen to it. And like I said, you can you can hear the in excess thread in it, which is a it's a really neat thing. This has been the latest edition of the Got Time for a Quick Story podcast. Thanks as always to Greatest Hits ninety eight point one, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for providing facilities uh, for these interviews and also our 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 company, Midwest Family Eau Claire. You can listen to a lot of these interviews at the Greatest Hits 98.1 website, GreatestHits98.1.com, GreatestHits98.1.com. Click on Interviews. We'll be able to hear interviews that I've done and also my coworker John Murphy, Murphy, uh, who does the uh, morning show on our station. He uh, has done some artist interviews as well. You can listen to all of them. They're all really good interviews at uh, GreatestHits98.1.com. You go to... Interviews. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast, Got Time for a Quick Story. A lot of the usual locations, Apple, Android, uh, via those methods. You can uh, go to Spotify, you can go to Stitcher, TuneIn. A whole lot of places have Got Time for a Quick Story. And also rate it, preferably higher if you so desire. It'll help spread the word around. Got Time for a Quick Story. I'm Luke Anthony.